Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni. With me again is Colin Mitchell. Am I considered a host? Yeah, your co-host. Okay. I'm, I'm a co-host. I know, but co-host. see, you never, you never introduce me as a host. It's always, I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. You see what I'm saying? Um, I kind of feel slighted a little well, bit. Well, you... That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, 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 once we change the we'll, name, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about off, it off air. We'll talk about off it. Off air. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about we'll off get air. Into it. This isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not for the public. turmoil. Not for turmoil. The, <laughs> not for the public's ear. Okay. Um, what was I saying? What is this podcast about, Colin? Basketball. All right. It's a bad basketball podcast. North Texas. Who had a fun game last night against UT Arlington and. Indeed. It was an ugly win, but they pulled it out. They improved to ten and one on the year. Uh, they had a what's the word? They had a week where they went two and zero. They beat Indiana State and they beat UT Arlington. Two games we were kind of skeptical about, mm-hmm. right? We were kind of worried about it. We were like, okay, let's see how they do against these better teams. Yes. And Indiana State was an impressive win. They pretty much dominated that game. And UTA was not impressive, but they pulled it out. Yeah, and. Uh... These are two games that we both said needed to be won to kind of prove that they are not as bad as we saw against Oklahoma. Um, even though Oklahoma is Oklahoma, it was an ugly loss nonetheless. And uh, I think the Indiana State game gave us that confidence where it was like, okay, this team can be really, really good. And then the UC Arlington game uh, allowed us to believe that this team can win when its stars may not be doing their best. Yeah, the Indiana State game was, I believe, Rose's first start. Yes, it was. Yes. It was Rose's first start. Roosevelt Smart, his first start of the season. Umoja Gibson came off the bench in his place. Michael Miller also started, um, I believe, for the first time. Uh, Jemiah Simmons came off the bench. So you had those two changes, and the Mean Green came out, and they were playing well. They basically yeah. they played well from the start, really. And Indiana State didn't really have a chance throughout the game. Uh, one thing that stuck out to me is just, once again, Jordan Duffy goes 5-12 from three. Rhodes goes 4-11 of 11 from three. Uh, so you have those two guys kind of carrying the bulk of the three-point shooting. And they do a fantastic job there. Uh, another game, Ryan Woolridge. Oh, Ryan. completely forgot about this. I mean, it was about, what, four day, five days ago. But Ryan Woolridge put up a triple-double. Big 12, time. 12-10-10. 12, 10 and 10. 12 yeah. points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. And... I expect a couple more of those before the season's over. I think you pre- we predicted three, right? Something like that. I, yeah. I remember that. Predicted two or three. And it was kind of a dominating game in that sense of uh, Indiana State couldn't really find any offense for at least in the first half. And then the second half they put together, I think I believe it was 43, 41 points, 43 points in the second half. So they kind of got it going there. But uh, I'll, remember what, what the coach said at halftime of Indiana State? <laughs> In that. First of all, before we talk about what the coach said, can we talk about what the announcers said throughout the whole entire game? It was a uh, ESPN Plus is probably the best thing I've ever <laughs> we've ever purchased because I get to listen to some of the best play-by-play I've ever heard in my life. Appreciate the guy I don't know in Lonnie. Oh boy, Lonnie! It was always oh it was always like blah 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 comma Lonnie like that. That Lonnie. was like every statement from, from the play-by-play guy, and the it play-by-play so guy bad. wasn't even doing play-by-play. Um, I don't even know what he was a saying. Few, a, few, a few very good stats that we couldn't find that they did. Um, <laughs> Ryan Woolridge has played, or last season played 1,391 games, 
Shout out to Ryan Claps. Yes, I don't know how I don't know how he did that, but um, they said it, and so it's true. It's it's one hundred percent true. They also said Alante Holston um, has the hot hand and needs to be hitting wide open jump shots um, whenever the ball is passed to him. Yeah. And uh, their third person, I forgot her name, bless her soul. Oh man, I but her name too. To go back to what Bernie was talking about, she screamed at the Indian State's coach face and uh, asked him how uh, how his team was doing. And what, what did he say, Bernie? He was just like, that was uh, that was disgusting. I'm disgusted. And, and he, he basically walked away. And, she, and as he walked, he was gone, basically. He couldn't hear her. And she was like, all right, coach, thank you very much. Have, good luck in the second half. <laughs> Looking at him. To as nobody. He's like, yeah, nobody is nobody. there. And it's just like, oh, It was perfect. Boy. And then she talked to Grant. Grant looked scared. Time, and Grant was just like, what is happening? You should have asked him. Please, please help me. He said, yeah, he... The question was asked, and he, he was kind of caught off guard. And then, as she kept screaming, and probably some spit came into oh his face, God. he like looked at the looked off camera, like, "Help, save me, Luke, save me." <laughs> so yeah, that that was a fun, uh, fun game to listen to. I don't know why y'all are saying. Everyone was saying on Twitter, like, "Oh, just put it on mute." Hell no, man. no, that, that, that was is the stuff the, you live for. That was half of the fun. Yeah, it was uh, great. But no, they, uh, yeah, the NS though. State coach said it was disgusting in the first half, and it pretty much was for them, but a lot of that was North Texas defense just suffocating them. Second half, Indiana State put it together a little bit more, shot the ball better specifically. Uh, Tyreek Key had had a good run himself in there. He's He was a pretty um, – they talked about him on the broadcast being a pretty good commit for them. He he did show it. Uh, Alante Holston put up the most shots I think he's put up all year. He was 4 of 8 from the field. Maybe that's no, like in his no whole career. Point, yeah. Is that the most in his career? <laughs> he had no three-pointers attempted, no free throws attempted, attempted two rebounds. Uh, he was really only focusing on getting those shots up, and yeah. he did. Like he the went, announcer said. Yeah, he was four of eight. He played 31 minutes. I don't know if he told Coach before the game, Coach, let me go. Yeah. Let, let me loose. Yeah, this, this is my revenge game, Coach. Yeah. So uh, it was fun to see Alante back. Um, big yeah. hugs all around. Everyone loves yeah. him. But uh, – yeah, it's a, it was a good win. It was a good win for this team. The What was the biggest lead? Do they have large lead? Oh, they don't even have that updated. Well, North Texas led for basically the entire game. And I, this was a win that, like you said, coming off the Oklahoma game was something that we needed to see. And Ryan Woolridge imposed his will. Uh, the shooters shot the ball fairly well. I mean, 13 to 32 as a team, you'll take it. That's about, what is that? That's about 36%. Mm-hmm. So. You're going to take that. It's a good game. It's a good win on the road against a team that is uh, had just beaten Western Kentucky. So, yeah, it's a good. It's a good. And it felt like they always had the counter to the Indiana State runs. I think that's my main takeaway. From yeah, that game especially that when they ran they late ca- and they got within, what was it, two? I think they got mm-hmm. within two. Um, and it was important to see them not kind of just allow them to continue yeah. rolling over them because, I mean, it was it was tough for that five minutes. I think they held North Texas to no scoring. Mm-hmm. Um near the end of the game and that happened a lot last season where a team would come back and bring it within like one or two yeah and then north texas would end up losing the game really close yeah the uh but the far more fun game was the ut arlington game yesterday saturday saturday night at home uh cross town rival i guess you could call it about 40 minutes away from denton ut arlington beat north texas last year off a kevin hervey jump shot for the win uh 
this team did not have Kevin Hervey, and it did not have anybody else on that team, basically. It had that one year. guy, that one guard. Yeah, that one guy. Uh, they lost their top nine stor- scorers, Utah Arlington did. Yeah. Eight of them were seniors. One of them was a grad transfer. Or was a, was a transfer, I'm sorry. So this was a very new team. They had a new head coach. They were 3-6 and six entering the game. There was no reason North Texas should lose this game. No. But UT Arlington jumped out in front. Uh, or they jumped out in front at first. North Texas came back, took the lead in the second. Uh, I'm sorry, in the second half of the first half. Uh, then UTA took it back out of halftime and went up by like 10. Then with about seven minutes left, North Texas put together, I believe it was a 17-1 to run to really yeah. close the game. Uh, and Impressive 17-1 yeah, to run. A very <laughs> impressive run that was without the usual contributors, basically. Yeah, you had Mo, which he's been contributing, but then you had DJ and Mike Miller kind of carry this team mm-hmm. uh, in different ways to win this game. Uh, also mentioned Zach Simmons, who had some big offensive rebounds late in the game. Uh, I think we were both scared when we saw Rose not having his best night, and then yeah. when Ryan went out and the team looked like it was on its way to collapsing yes. the rest of the game. Uh, what did you kind of see from... What do you think was able to make you know DJ, Mike, and Mo kind of will this team to win? I think that defensively they really just locked in and they just played really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like, they... The coach said after the game that their ball pressure alone kind of just disrupted what UTA was doing offensively. Yeah. You saw multiple times in the second half or late in the game that they were down with like seven seconds on the shot clock or five on the shot, and they would have to force a shot or take a shot. And also it helped that UT Arlington finally cooled off after their hot start. They started the game 8 of 11 from 3, I believe, and that's not them. They're not a three-point shooting team. So they're actually second worst in the FBS in three-point shooting. They mm-hmm. entered the game at 23% three-point shooting. So for them to come out and hit eight of the first 11, uh, I do want, I want to get into this because I have some theories about why they were getting so open. But first I want to say it was nice to see them cool off finally. They hit one of their last eight from three, and that's kind of the big thing. Yeah. Uh, them missing open shots was the difference in this game because they hit way too many shots yeah. um, in the first half. To yeah. take that lead. Yeah, and I also also want to mention, too, uh, Mo and DJ on top of, like you said, their on-ball defense, they also didn't make any mistakes when mistakes could have easily been made, uh, especially with DJ. Uh, remember getting double-teamed late in the game when they had the full-court press, mm-hmm. and he was able to get it to, I believe it was Wonderful uh, pass. Mike. Yeah, I mean, Wonderful he, pass. he could have easily turned it over right there, and then that could have been game. And then you had uh, DJ again. Have a, I think Mo shot at the corner and he got a got, got a rebound at the top of the key yeah, and then he passed they, it into Zach. Little, yeah, whoa. yeah. I mean that was like I think it was Mike Miller, but yeah, was it was Mike? A dime. I Absolute thought it was the Zach dime. pass where he dunked. I thought it was a Mike Miller layup. I'm okay, sure okay. Anyways, layup. anyways, regardless, decisions like that are what win win teams games because if he didn't have that pass, that team doesn't score two points and then UT Arlington's going the other way. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that, the intangibles that DJ has just in terms of intelligence and being able to stay calm uh mike being a senior and being able to score 17 points when this team really needed it and then mo just being able to kind of bounce back from these last i guess couple yeah, games and always being ready to shoot yeah and always being ready to shoot i mean he hit that big shot uh from probably like two feet behind the line yeah. uh <laughs> it's like a step back it's yeah nice. yeah so i mean he's never afraid to put up a shot so I, these are all things that this team did not have last season that they have this season and i mentioned this last night on a twitter break or yeah twitter breakdown last night that 
this is a game that this team nine times out of ten probably would have lost without Ryan and Rose kind of carrying. Last year, yeah, last year. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you basically took the words out of my mouth. I think we need to talk about Rose and Jordan Duffy both not scoring. Um, so on my player grades, um, obviously neither one of them got a very good grade. And um, that's VIP content on me. You to subscribe. The pod is free. Go ahead, subscribe to that. (laughs) Uh, We're not going to give out the grades here. (laughs) But I'll tell you that they weren't good, and that's not a surprise when they don't score. Two of the shooters on this team do not score. But the reason why UT Arlington was able to get so many threes in the first half, McCaslin kind of mentioned after the game that they were just more physical. They were getting getting dribble penetration early and kind of just making them collapse and kicking it to guys in rhythm for open threes. Mm -hmm. And no matter how bad you are shooting threes, when you get an in rhythm three at the collegiate level, you're, you have a good chance of hitting it. Like when you're wide open like that and they were wide open for a lot of their shots. So you go back and you look at it. Why were they getting the dribble penetration? And you, you look at UTA has good guards. All right, they have Warren, Brian Warren, who's a little guard who was really good penetrating and everything. Uh, they had David Azori. I don't want to say his name. Yeah, David David Azori. I don't. I think he was more of a wing. He was playing the mistaken. three, but he's yeah. He was. You had Jackson Young, uh, who was a who was a taller guy, but he he had he could penetrate as well. So they had some guys that some athletes that could get to the hoop, and you look who's guarding them, and it's kind of. Ryan was on Brian Brian Warren for for a good good amount of the game, but you look at who Rose was guarding, you look at who Duffy was guarding. And a lot of times, they gave up some really bad stuff on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's a backdoor cut, whether that's a bad rotation, whether that's just getting beat on a straight line dribble uh, drive, that kind of stuff just put them behind the eight ball defensively, and yeah. they couldn't really recover from that because Duffy and Rose were getting beat off the dribble pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. And I think Rose more than Duffy by far. Rose just... It's a step behind. Yeah, he just seemed slow. He just mm-hmm. seemed slow on the defensive end of the, end of the ball. And um, McCaslin chewed him out one possession for a poor rotation. Um, and I think rightfully so. He was just really bad defensively. And that doesn't even get into his offensive game, which was 0-7, 0-5 from 3. Um, it's just, you look at his box score numbers, and... Box score don't, doesn't tell everything, obviously, but 24 minutes, goes 0-5 from 3, obviously. Goes, doesn't get a free throw attempt, which Rose had plenty of those last year. We know Rose got, got to the free throw line yeah. last year. So no free throw attempts. He had one rebound. It was an offensive rebound. Uh, we know how much the guards rebound on this team, so you should be able to get rebounds if you're a guard on this team. Uh, he had three fouls, one assist, one turnover. He did have two steals, so congrats to that. But, I mean, you just look at the box score, and there's, like, not a lot of activity Yeah, on there. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of the same, too, for, I mean, when you watch the game, it, there wasn't, a, he didn't have the ball in his hands a lot, I yeah. feel like. It was kind of, he, he'd get the ball, and he'd shoot it, or he'd just swing it. The thing is, there were times where he was open, and he, wouldn't, he didn't shoot it. Yeah, there was, uh, there was one, I remember, the team was, I think, down six or seven uh-huh. and he got it on the on one of the wings and he kind of pump faked and then drove and just kicked it out and it was like rose would last year rose would have shot that shot there was a time where he also he pump faked drove and passed it and it went out of bounds and it was a turnover like and then there were so many times last 
last night where he pump faked in a what could have been a good shot, mm-hmm. and he took a side dribble to the side and jacked it up instead. And I understand it's probably the same quality shot for him, I guess, as far as like it's not that much take him off rhythm, but it's just like shoot the first one when you catch it and shoot. Yeah. I mean he's hesitant. He's not smooth. He's just like which is different to see from Rose because I mean I don't really know. Last year, okay, well this is what we talked about before the year. Last year he had the ultimate green light, right? He was the only scorer on this team basically. Mm-hmm. This year he's not the only scorer on this team. We talked about it coming into the year is that how is he going to adjust to that? Mm-hmm. We're f- about four games into this year for him, right? I mean, St. Peter's, Oklahoma, yeah, Indiana State, and UTA. And while he's still he's shooting fine, I think he's at about 34% or something like that for the year, it's uh, not – it's not consistent at all to what he was last year. And last night was just such a bad showing because his shots weren't even hitting rim. They were hitting backboard. Like, they were not Yeah, close. there was an air ball in the, one of the corners, mm-hmm. and it was just, I mean, nowhere close. Yeah, so how concerned am I about Rose? Um, I'm probably at like a four or five right now. Not too high at all. But just like the fact that conference starts in about two weeks, Rose needs to get in... I mean, I he needs to get his defensive quickness back that he had last year. He's shooting thirty three percent from the field. So thirty three percent, which isn't terrible. I expect that to go up. Um, Rose should be getting good looks, man, on this team, and he had some good looks yesterday. He just couldn't knock him down, and when he's not knocking down shots right now, he's not even serviceable defensively. No, so, I, I agree. I mean, there was too many times where he, I mean, like you said, he just got blown blown by, and to he had a him and Duffy. Both uh, Rose had a negative uh, 14 plus minus and Duffy had a negative 12. Obviously, that doesn't tell you everything, but it just felt like it felt like Rose was way worse than Duffy. Is that just me? No, I, I completely like agree. Duffy was at least I, like I think I it was know, just like, kind of it was more like Duffy was out there and he was just missing shots, but Rose yeah. it felt like he was actively like yeah. I think I think hurting. Rose contributed to the negative 14 more than Duffy did in terms of. Yeah. It was kind of just Duffy and Rose are out there at the same time, and Duffy just has the negative plus minus. Yeah, but Duffy didn't play well either. He Duffy. didn't play well either, but I'm saying I think Rose deserves a brunt of the the blame between, the blame those, two. between those two. Um, if Duffy doesn't hit a three, his defense is okay, but you need him out there to make shots. Yeah. So well, that's something to keep an eye on. Roosevelt Smart, because uh, he was good against Oklahoma. Yeah. He's, he's been good the first time. Mean, he's been decent the first three games. Uh, you take out his 0 for 5, and I bet his three-point percentage is near 40 in those first three games. Uh, it would be... What is, what, what is the total? Right now, it's 31%. No, but what is the... Oh, total shots, uh, 32. From three? From three. So it would be 50. It would be 45. How much has he made? 15. Colin, Colin just give me how, what his... It would be 46%. He's, a, he's 10 to 32 right now. Okay, he's 10 to 32, so, so he'll be, be 10 to 27. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Um... I'm not too worried about it. I just think it was a really bad game for him offensively. And so when he has bad games offensively, maybe it lingers over to his defense. But defensively, that was uh, alarming to me. And I think we needed to mention that. Yeah. The um, It was nice to see Ryan come back uh, after that ankle injury. Um, like, like you said, Mike Miller, Moe, Draper, and uh, Zach were all very, very good. And... This was a game you just couldn't lose, I think. Yeah, if you lose this game, it hurts really bad. Um, Because we talked about this team's strength of schedule is not good. Mm -hmm. And you need these games against opponents that are supposed to be somewhat challenging 
to kind of raise that strength of schedule, especially when you're talking about wanting to make some postseason tournaments. Especially, yeah, a ri- not not a rivalry game, I guess, but it's, it's a, not a rivalry, it's, but it's it's a game that Northeast has lost the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but can we talk about how good Ryan was last night? Oh yeah, in just terms of his driving to the basket, he's the reason that this team was a had the lead in the first half and b was in the game and for a lot of and it. and same with Oklahoma too. He was the reason why Northeast was in the exactly. game late. And he had seven shots in the first, the first half, I believe. Yeah. And he ended, only ended up with ten. I'd like him to, and I think one of those was three, a three in the second half. So I want him to shoot more twos. Um, but he did get to the line seven times. He was two of seven from the line. He also oh. only played twenty eight minutes, so that could contribute to field goal attempts. Yeah, as well. he did get hurt. He did get hurt as well. I'm sorry, but uh, hope that ankle is nothing severe, or it's not severe, but hope it's nothing that lingers. That'll linger, yeah. And uh, I, I like you said before, I'd love to see him in that twelve to fifteen shot range, Ryan. Yeah, because I feel like his scoring ability this season is way better than this last season well he doesn't have to last year he had to score more and he he delivered but this year it's more of like just like does he want to score but i feel like but i feel like last season it was kind of like it was more timid you know what i'm saying because he, he was so willing to pass yeah he'd drive and then pass he'd drive and kick he'd drive and you know curl around someone's back to hit a corner but i feel like this season he's he's more he's more willing to score yeah he is uh he was 0 of 2 from 3 last night, I do want to mention. so One of those was a shot clock 3, by the way. That's true. That's true. That is true. Uh, on, let me let me see what he is from the season now. On the season, he is now 7 to 19 from 3, 37%. If he stays around there, I have no problem with him taking 1 to 2 a game. Uh, but he has to stay around that percentage for me, personally. Uh, the 3-point shooting, this team is still its strength. Jordan uh, Moji Gibson is still shooting 44%. Rose... Um, DJ Draper still shooting fifty five percent. Yeah. So, um, Tope gave some good minutes last night as well. Seven yeah. minutes, four points. Two, two, yeah. two, two. Uh, Jemiah Simmons was also kind of solid, but I wrote in my player grades that it kind of just wasn't his game to come in. Like they needed some scoring and perimeter shooting against mm-hmm. that zone, and he didn't really provide that. So, against man, I I think I'd take Maya over uh, Mike, but definitely against zone, definitely Mike. So I agree. We'll see. I agree. Um, Do you have anything else on this game? Not on the game, but this team is now 10-1. We didn't talk about that. Oh, yes. First time since when was it? It's uh, 76 season. 76-77. So, um, we talked, I mean, we've brought up that the strength schedule is not difficult, but it's still, you know, it's still 10-1. Yeah. You can't, I mean. 10-1 is 10-1. 10-1 is 10-1. I mean, (laughs) the Portland win is impressive. The Hawaii win was impressive. The uh, Indiana State game was impressive. Um, trying to think, I don't know if Maine was impressive per se, but pull out wins like that in UTA, and you're ten and one with a couple. Like I said it before, this team could easily be uh, easily have like two losses going into conference play. New Mexico has hasn't looked good. We're not gonna do a preview on them, Mm-mm. but New, I don't think that we need to do previews until conference comes around. I agree. So New Mexico hasn't looked good. Just kind of a quick overview is they only have New Mexico and Arkansas Pine Bluff left. Yeah. So if they win both of those, they're 12-1 entering conference play. Which is honestly, I mean, the record by itself, regardless of opponent, unless they're like D2 schools. Um, yeah, they're division it's, it's impressive. It's mm-hmm. impressive because last, I mean, two seasons ago, this team was what? I, they, I mean, they lost Eight to really bad teams. Yeah, they lost to really bad teams. So to be 12-1, to be in the conversation for 
uh, tournament predictions, like March Madness predictions. Yeah. Uh, we saw that. We'll talk about that later. And votes in the coaches' pool. I mean, that's a step forward. And uh, this record definitely matters. Yeah. The I just laugh thinking that they're going to be tw- they they could be twelve and one, and then you go into conference play, which is how many games? Is sixteen? Eighteen? Some something like that. Eighteen games, I think. And if they go like twelve and six, they'll end up being like twenty five and seven. Wow, that'd be hilarious. That'd be ridiculous. I mean, because the the schedule's not good to start the year. You can't argue that that it is, but still, it's still just kind of staggering in McCaslin's second year to go that good. Um, one thing, do you have Abdul on something or nothing, or do you want to talk about him? Oh, I did not have that on something. We could just talk about it. Okay, yeah. So. Uh, you talk about it since you 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 told okay. me. Okay. Uh, the uh, I learned apparently there was a release. I didn't see a release anywhere. I've been. You're lying not in the email blast. Sorry. I'm not in. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, they. Uh, so Abdul Muhammad was one of the coveted JUCO transfers on this team. A wing, about six seven. I mean, looks athletic. Can could help this shoot, team. Could really help this team. I think because the wing depth alone is really big. Uh, on this team, you don't have to just rely on Mike and Maya, and it kind of adds some size at the three, uh, which Abdul could do. But Abdul Muhammad is redshirting now, uh, and that is a decision that kind of caught me off guard because, like you said, he could help this team, but mm-hmm. he did miss the first eight games of the year because of an injury. So it'd kind of be him just getting back into it, kind of like Rose, but obviously Rose is a pivotal player on this team. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not sure what I think about it because Abdul, I, again, I think he could help this team because he his length alone and then his kind of playmaking and his defense are also pretty top tier uh, yeah. at a Division One level. So um, I think we've said it before, he could be just as good as Mike Miller and Jemiah Simmons, but based on what we've seen in practices and what we've heard about him, but we won't have the chance to know that this year. Do you see if, if, if someone gets injured, do you see them burning his red shirt? Say Mike gets injured. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. This is <laughs> this is not a wish or anything. I know. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it depends on when. If it's if it's in the last half of conference, no. If it's early, early in conference, then maybe yeah. But yeah. if it's late, if it's second half of conference, no. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because um, you just burn, you just play Jemiah into the ground. <laughs> yeah. He'll be average, He'll be Mister Forty next. Yeah, or you play four guards. They have the guard depth to do that, so they'll be fine. Yeah. Um. This team can definitely withstand some injuries, or they can withstand people, um, you know, nicks and bruises that this team, that basketball um, puts on you. So I'm not too worried about people. Like, the, the depth isn't as much of a concern at all as last year. So we'll I agree. See. I agree. I just, uh, again, it is weird, though, because you feel like he could help a team wanting to make that push into, you know, yeah, the top Warner, tier of yeah, conference, tier maybe conference. even number one in conference, number exactly. two in conference. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that. This all this plays out throughout the season because this is something that you and I both were thinking like oh when he comes back this team could be a lot better mm-hmm. like significantly better than they yeah. were before especially in a league where we talked about has, that has size yeah in the top tier teams he we saw this with kind of JJ it might just be redshirting just to ensure that next year when they lose Mike Miller and they lose Jordan Duffy mm-hmm. that JJ can step in someone you can plug or, in or or I mean yeah assuming Jaron Jackson doesn't come in and be a baller Jalen uh, Jalen Jackson I'm sorry 
uh, JJ, you have JJ Murray there as a redshirt, and you have Abdul there as a redshirt with a full year behind them. So that's going to be something to watch for sure. Uh, did we have anything else before we went to something or nothing? Um, what did I write down? No. All right, I think we're good. Let's get something or nothing going because we didn't do one on football. So I love something or we nothing. Gotta, we gotta we gotta get we gotta get into it. Uh, do we have anyone in chat asking a question before we do anything? Um, no, we do not. All right, sad. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said sad. Um, you have three for something or nothing. One, two, yes. All right, I got three too. Do you want to go first? Whoever. All right, rock, paper, scissors. All right. Rock, paper, scissors. You have to shoot. Okay, we didn't shoot. All right, rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Paper, paper, rock, rock paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. All right, you win. Uh, you go first. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> Something or nothing, Mike Miller starting the last two games for Jemiah. Ooh. Something. Like, you, th- you see it sustaining? I see, I see it staying. Um, my on offense this season so far is reminds me a lot of Alante Holston on offense. Uh uh-uh. uh, not. I'm not gonna sit here and let you say this. No, 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 no. no. Not, no let I'm me not, continue. I'm not living with let this. me continue. No, there. You can't say anything to save that. Since in terms of production, offensively, Jemiah Simmons. Okay, what is he averaging? First of all, I don't give a crap what he's averaging. Cause, but second of all, he's definitely averaging more than Alante last year. Second of all, did did you see last night Jemiah like go up, finish around the rim like cleanly, smoothly? And have you seen him dunk the way that Alante can could not last year? Rebound the way Alante could not last year? No. I, s- I said on offense. I'm not going to sit here and take this. I'm not saying defensively. He's shooting 42% overall. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is this is again adding to the fact that I'm not a host on this Project <laughs> <laughs> shooting sixty eight percent of the free throw line, which is definitely higher than Alante last year. Hold on, We're averaging five points a game, and he's def- he's he's definitely shooting more than Alante did last year. He already has forty three shot attempts. Hold on, so he's averaging almost four a game. Get the per thirty sixes up. Actually, do you have the per thirty sixes up? That's what I need to see. I do actually. All right, but I it doesn't have these last two games, so I can't. I don't. It, <sighs> All right, get Alante's per thirty. Per, uh, uh, just to pull up Alante's last year numbers, actually. Okay, I have his last year numbers shots already. How many shots did he have? have? Last season total, he in, had 99 shots. In how many games? No. Yeah, 99 shots in 37 games. That's that's less than three a game. 15 starting. That's less how than three How many minutes? He has six, six, 678 minutes. Okay. So I'm just... That's less than three shots per game by Alante Holston. He was not even a threat on the court. He couldn't even take a guy off the dribble. Jemiah Simmons grabs the ball, can put the ball okay, on the floor, okay. and create. I may be and wrong. Shoot. I may be wrong. I'm just saying. No, no, no. That was a stretch. That was a stretch. That was a stretch. I'm sorry. Me way too off guard. I take the it back. Disrespect to Jemiah Simmons will not be had on this podcast as long as he is still a serviceable player here. So go ahead. Dang <laughs> yeah. I, that was a very uneducated, uneducated take. <laughs> um, I take Apologize. it back. Anyways, so my point is, Mike Miller is better offensively. Yes, okay, he can do you a can lot say more. that. For okay, sure. he's able to hit a three. True. I don't think Maya has hit one he this season. Um, he's only attempted like four. I feel like five. Five. Mike is shooting forty-one percent from three on yeah, so, attempts. and and Mike is he's just more consistent. Uh, and on defense, I don't really think there's a. A crazy drop off between him and Maya. Um, Maya, obviously, the size and athleticism over Mike, but and rebounding and rebounding. But I think Mike is able to do what you need him to 
uh, because of his offense. So I think Mike stays out there for spacing, especially when mm-hmm. you have Ryan at point guard. So The only reason I could – I'm going to agree with you guys something. I think that the only reason Mayo is, will come back in the starting lineup is for situational purposes like Western Kentucky or like another big team. Uh, when they play a team that has obviously an Oklahoma size or something like that, then I think they'll go back to uh, to Maya because mm-hmm. they've had, they've had success with Maya, obviously. Um, but Mike, I think against most teams, will start. So I'll agree with you something. <laughs> I'm so sorry with the Lante. I'm like thinking about it now. Um, that was just like a. I don't think you remember Alante Holston. No, that was year. a spur of the moment. And I, all Alante I remember, Holst- all I remember is the four four. Uh, Four of eight from the field, Indiana State, Alante yeah, Holston. Okay. That's um, the Alante Holston Alante I know. Alante Holston was probably the best defender on last year's team, him and Ryan, but I'm not going to – you can't. Yeah, I'm looking, can't at these, I'm looking at these stats and starting to remember You now. can't sit here and act I'm like – sorry. Literally, Alante Holston would catch it at, like, the mid-range, and people would, like, okay, we'll live. Or they'd, they'd just be yeah, standing in the paint, yeah. like, okay, okay, do something. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. So I take it back. Not good. Don't grill me on Twitter. Grill him, please. I'm All sorry. Right, Anyways, turn. Um, something or nothing, Rosa's slow start. We talked about preseason, how um, we thought that Duffy over Rose would have a more disappointing season if they had one. Um, through the four games, although he is trying to be worked back in, he's averaging 10 points. Um, he has 11 turnovers on the season. He's averaging assists per game. And if, um, and if you really want rebounds, he's averaging one rebound a game. I, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with nothing. I'm going to stick with that it's nothing because Wait. I definitely think that he's going to – go ahead. Three rebounds a game. Sorry, I was reading There you go. Wrong. So I definitely think it's nothing because his – he's just such a good shooter, and he was a good shooter in there his first three games that I think that he can get back to that level of a shooter consistently. And I think he shoots – high 30s percentage-wise from three, which is what they, this team needs from him. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't need him to create as Obviously much in volume. Yes, in yeah. volume. And I, this team doesn't need him to create as much at all, so I think that's a huge going to be a huge help to integrating him back in this offense. Uh, his biggest question to me is defense, and I think that that will at least become accept. A, a, what's the word? Adequate. I Adequate, guess. yeah. Serviceable. That's Service. the word I like using for that. Okay. He'll become at least serviceable on the defensive end uh, by the time – like two or three games in the conference at latest. So okay. That's that's why I'm going to say it's nothing. I'm going to say it's nothing as well, but I do think that this team, prior to what we thought in the preseason and early uh, non-conference schedule, that I think this team – I mentioned last week, I think, that Ro- Rose is the only player on this team that will win games by mm-hmm. himself. I think that is not the case anymore. Because of one game? Not because of one game, but because what I've seen from everyone else that makes sense? Can like, anyone on this team win the game by themselves? And if so, who? I think Ryan's effect on the game can win the game by himself. Yeah, but it's not a takeover type deal. Yeah. It's not like a game where you're, you're going to be like... I just, Ryan... Wo- oh, I'm sorry. Roosevelt Smart, when he hit... What was it? Nine threes or something last year? Yeah. On a couple... Like, he hit, you know, over... Yeah, seven, yeah. Okay. His games where he would hit over six threes, you'd be like... Okay, the game's over. Go yeah. home. Yeah. Rose okay. Smart just won this team the game. So I, th- I still think Rose is the only person who on this team who can do that because I don't think Mo can do it. Uh, yeah. But Or Duffy, for that matter. So I'm going to stick with, with, with uh, Rose in that instance. Okay. Okay. Um, something or nothing, having five double-digit scorers on this team 
something. This All team right. is deep. And also, <laughs> I want to say there's five double-digit scorers, and then there's also Mike Miller, who's averaging 9.4. Name off the five so that everyone knows. I got you. Sorry, I had to. Where is it? Points. Oh, here we go. So you have Emoji Gibson, 13.7. You is have... this on college basketball reference? No, this is on the men's basketball site. Okay, cool. Just make sure. This is Ryan Woolridge, 13.1. Zachary Simmons, 12.4. Roosevelt Smart, 10.5. Jordan Duffy, 10.1. Mike Miller, 9.4. Then it drops all the way to 5.7 from DJ Draper. Yeah, no, so that's that's, so def- that's definitely something. This team last season relied on, like, three people to score and mostly Rose all the time. Mm-hmm. So for them to be able to have scores, I mean, we saw it last night. You can have Mo. Mike and DJ, I guess, hit a three if you need him to. But Mo and Mo and Mike last night led this team to a win because of their scoring. I mean, Mo from three and then Mike be able to dribble drive. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's definitely something. This this is going to help this team a whole lot come conference. Yeah, I think it's something as well. Um, I think it could be six very easily. Mike Miller could easily get up there, mm-hmm. um, even though Rose is back, so he'll take some shots from him and uh, Duffy and whatnot. But... I think this ha- I think this stays. My question to you is, of the five that I named, that's a pretty obvious question. Who's the most likely to fall out of top of double digits? Because I could kind of make a case for Zach, hmm. but I think Duffy's the easy answer. I was see. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say Duffy, but that's uh, probably see, Duffy. But does he remain a starter? Yeah. If he remains a starter, I don't think so. If Mo takes his takes that spot back, then I think he drops out. That's a good point because Mo Gibson has not been starting the last two games. So if Mo doesn't start, it's gonna be tougher for him to get into the flow of the game and get his points. And he did have such a good start that he could be kind of coming back to earth. Let yeah. Me look, let me look at Mo's points. Yeah, I mean, you look at the last one, two, three, four, five games for Mo. We talked about we talked about in the last podcast how he was kind of slowing down. Mm-hmm. But he last five games have been four, sixteen, five, six, and twelve. So, I but see it could it, this this seems more like a shooting slump than it does him just not getting looks on offense. Does it? Like he okay. So we last night, about, last week we established that him going against bigger guards and more size is going to lead to him struggling. We said I, that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But like last night. I don't think like he had what was it like probably two open threes that should have been knocked down. Yeah, he missed a couple. And then he had whatever, whatever your normal lightly contested threes. Mm-hmm. But there were times where he could have scored. So okay, I don't know. I I, I I definitely agree with the whole thing that obviously bigger guards are going to be a problem for him. But I still think that he's able to get some scoring production. Okay, man, that's tough. All that's right. tough. We'll just see. We'll just have to see on that one. Yeah. Um, uh, I will also say, um, oh no, I'll also stick with Duffy for that. that yeah. Okay. Um, my turn. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So something or nothing, North Texas is national uh, recognition. You got two votes in the coaches poll, and then I forgot who came out with the bracket, but it has us as a 14 seed against a seven seed Marquette. Obviously, that's way too early. But uh, anyways, you're getting the recognition. So is this something? So two or coaches polls. I'm gonna say it's nothing. It's def- I don't think it's substantial. I think that's mm-hmm. just two coaches that see like, oh, let's go through the top records in the bas- basketball right now. Oh, North Texas is nine and one at the time, or eight and one at the time. 
Let's put them in, even though they just got spanked by Oklahoma. Yeah. So Who, by the way, in that same bracket was an eight seed. And also was not did not have a single vote in the coaches' poll. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. North Texas, uh, I actually have it up. They had two votes. Uh-huh. Um, but they with those two votes, they were above Marquette. Uh, they were tied with Florida. Yeah. And so you can't. You're not gonna make. You're not gonna make a case to anybody that this team is top 25 ranked worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they deserve votes right now because they haven't played anybody and they barely beat teams like UTA, Maine. So I, I'm not gonna sit here and act. I'm not going to entertain this conversation that uh, this is a top 25 team, so I'm going to say nothing. I agree that it is nothing um, for exactly the reasons that you said. It's way too early to even think of this team being a top 25 team. And to be tied with Florida for coaches' poll votes, Florida got beat by Oklahoma. <laughs> so, I mean, that in itself is another thing, and we already mentioned Oklahoma. Get Oklahoma ranked. Get Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get Oklahoma ranked, and then maybe we can talk about North Texas being ranked. But I do think it's important to have any type of recognition. It is. Um, but, I, I again, it, it's it's so early, and I don't think it's important enough to where it's it should be labeled as quote-unquote something. All right. My last one is, the, is a doozy. It's a doozy, Colin. You ready? Mm-hmm. Something or nothing, Zach Sim is averaging 1.63 fouls per game. Is it really that low? It is 1.63 fouls per game. He has 18 fouls. You know what? Cancel everything. I'm an idiot. I was looking at Ryan Woolridge. <laughs> All right, but this is still good. This is still good. This is still good. This is still good. You're looking like me over there. This is still good. Zach, something or nothing, Zach Simmons averaging under three fouls per game. Still good. <laughs> that hurt me. It and hurt he's me on my playing, insides. The thing is, he's playing twenty, almost 27 minutes per game. That's seven more minutes than last year. And he's and he's averaging under three fouls per game. No, I, I, like I, how many times has he been in foul trouble this year? Like like real foul trouble. I mean, how many times? Let me. I, I can just. I can find out. I only remember he one time. He has one time. foul out. Okay, he has two foul outs. Three games of four, and that's it. One three, that's it. So I mean, hell, I'll take two foul outs and per eleven games. I mean, last year it was literally like every game he was fouling out. So I'll take it. Under three, so something or nothing. I definitely think it's something, uh, because we I th- we mentioned this in the first few few after the first few games that he wasn't fouling like he normally does, and he's able to stay out there late. Um, and that's big for this team, uh, because he's obviously the best rebounder on this team. Uh, he's the best rim defender on this team, and I mean he plays what thirty five minutes a game. No, he plays twenty seven. Okay, well, he could. He would be playing 35 minutes a game if he didn't foul out those other yeah, two. Yeah, he did have those other two foul outs. And he, when he gets in foul trouble in the first half, they kind of have to take him out for a little bit too. And that's when you see those tope minutes come in. Uh, but no, yeah. So, no, it's definitely something. I think it might go up a tiny bit. When conference comes around? When conference comes around. But I think it's, it's it'll be an improvement from last year regardless. Yeah. It's tough, tough to be worse than what he was last year. I think it was at like 3.6 last year or something yeah. like that which is insane. Uh, I, I'll agree with you that is something, and I just think he's he's a better defender than this year. Mm-hmm. He's a smarter defender this year. He, we've talked about it before, him being a smarter defender. And I've just, I love Zach Simmons' game. I mean, he can finish around the rim like nobody's business, and then he's defensively just a really smart player. Mm-hmm. He already has 14 blocks this year, which is tremendous. Uh, over one a game, 
you'll take that any day of the week. Um, I'm. He's he's active on defense. He has ten steals. I mean, I can't ask for much more from from Zach Simmons right now. Yeah. Uh, I do wish he didn't shoot that three last night. Yeah, that was tough. It's kind of rushed. Kind of. I only like it when it's like spur of the moment. Yeah, I can't. I, We're yeah. down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so keep working on that shot, big man. Uh, he's shooting. He's also shooting seventy six percent from the free throw line. So. Yeah, I can't ask for any more, anything more from Zach. No, he's, he's, he's super important to this team, and when you lower the fouls, he's able to stay out there longer. Um, yep. My turn, right? Yeah. Did you have something else? I thought yeah, that's my third. Three. I've only done oh, two. Oh, I went first. Okay, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so through the first six games, North Texas shot sixty nine at one thirty four from three. Wait, repeat that number. Sixty nine of one thirty four. Sixty nine of one thirty four from three. Okay, total. Yeah. So fifty one percent. Okay. The last. Wait, wait, wait. Repeat that. Okay, repeat that whole thing again because I don't think everyone got it. Okay. Through the first six games, okay. North Texas shot 51% of the field on 69 of 134 shooting. 51% from three? Three. Three. Okay, I'm sorry. Go. Yeah, from three. Um, the last five games, they've shot 34 of 110 from three for 31%. Something or nothing? It's something because it's kind of like what we talked about last week is that Duff or the looks have just gotten worse because you're playing better teams. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to hover. If I had to guess for conference play, I'd say they hover around that. What would you say they're shooting the last six games? Last five games, last 31%. 31%. I'd say they hover around the 35% for for the year. Um, I think getting Rose back is going to gonna help that number. But because he is at least adept at hitting tough shots when, mm-hmm. he's, when he's 100%. But... Mo, DJ, Jordan, Duffy are not good at hitting contested shots, heavily contested shots, that is, especially. So the offense will have to get better. The offense will have to continue to improve. Ryan Ward will have to continue to create. Um, but this team needs to hit threes to win games, so that number has to be up in the high 30s, I think, for this team to for this team to be top three in the conference USA, that, that number has to go up. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. It's also something um, we saw the last three games – that when this team isn't able to hit open shots, that they struggle offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, OU especially, they weren't able to buy a three-point yeah. um, shot. And then last night, they struggled. So Almost cost them the game. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Four so, of 25 from three. Last yeah, night. so you, I mean, you hit, literally hit three of those, and the game's not even close. Broken. So, yeah, yeah uh, this is definitely something, and I agree with you, this team has to be in the high 30s to make sure that they – cement that top three spot yeah um thing is this team has so many good shooters it's hard to imagine this team shooting like low 30s percentage wise after last year they shot a yeah. decent percentage and they had no shooters mm-hmm. so it's kind of like they'll figure it out i believe in that uh for sure the uh who do they have this? so this week they have new mexico. new mexico on tuesday and arkansas pine bluff on thursday that thursday game is no wait Wait, Colin. They have ten days. They have ten day. They have nine days off basically between UT Arlington and New Mexico. That's insane. That's incredible. Wow. They have eight days off between Indiana State and Oklahoma. Yeah. All right. They're just getting a lot of breaks. So they don't even have a game next week. So I don't know if we'll have a basketball pod next week. I'll be in San Antonio. Probably okay. Not. Then probably not. Okay. But I'll take my mic with me. We can do the. New Mexico and Arkansas stuff after that. 
Because oh. I do want to preview conference. Yeah, we, we're no, gonna have we, a whole pre- conference preview show. We'll have that show, the same show we talk about New Mexico and Arkansas Pine Bluff, which will be around Christmas. Yeah, or yeah. that's yeah, like the twenty second. Mm-hmm. So 23rd. yeah, third. Um, just to mention, New Mexico lost eighty five to sixty to St. Mary's. Yeah. So, um, two winnable games they they'll have on those. Um, if uh, here's a public service announcement, if you want, we can do a we can do a mailbag next week. Ooh. Well, we gotta. We, we would have questions. to have. We'd have to have at least ten. Ten to fifteen. Unique questions. Yeah, ten to fifteen questions, not just generic questions. Being like, do you think this team wins conference USA? I mean, that could be a question, but needs to. You, there needs to be more layers. Yeah, that like that could be a question, and then you could say, I mean, that that's a decent question. Actually, that's a bad example of a bad question. But like, the, you can't say, do you think Rose will shoot? good this season yeah something like that yeah, yeah that's a bad be, question it's it has to be, be a legit question that. so if we can get around i'll put some stuff out we'll see if we can use our twitter frame twitter fame to our newly found twitter fame exactly for those of you that didn't listen to the bus the football, football pod, pod. <laughs> uh we'll see if we can put that together a mailbag would be really cool to do next week for this basketball team since they have a week off mm-hmm. so we'll try to do that we'll do the football pod- podcast on the bowl game that week as well uh i'll be in san antonio so we'll do that with the uh the mics uh, anything else, Colin? Nope, you're good. I'm uh, fantastic. You're yawning. We're great. Um, thanks for joining us. Oh, listen on SoundCloud at Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Listen on Apple Podcast. Same thing, Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Um, check us out on 24-7 Sports, Mean Green 24-7. And thanks for joining us. Have a great week.